late. I had to. Can you help us with the car seat? Ugh. In and out, out. Now I can't find my my whiskey and my sweets, man. What the? I <laughs> <laughs> was pricked. Everybody and welcome to season two, episode six of the M Pod. I am your co-host Matt. With me today is always, well, almost always, sometimes, most of the time. Tim, how are you doing, uh, Tim? Matt, doing great. It's good to be here. Happy to see you. You're smiling. My smiling, hungover, croaky, <laughs> lethargic apathetic voice no i can understand why that would bring joy <laughs> this one, we've got a little secret uh what i mean secret is i forgot to tell tim we've got another guest on today and it only brings me pleasure <laughs> yeah whooping cheer to your heart's delight ladies and gentlemen it's brian <laughs> yo brian boogie down brown at your service ready to chew the fat and spit it down your throats let's go Tasty. Yeah. I, I like it. That's kind of like sexual and aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite kind of each of those. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we are the M-Pod. You'll find us on all platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We upload art on Instagram. We do reviews on Twitter and we chop up one shots for YouTube. Now, if you're listening to this on YouTube, and I know... There's at least 10 people a week listening to us on YouTube. I know, I know, I know. And they are serious. And they are not the same people each week. Hit subscribe, give us a thumbs up, put a comment on it now, or go and make a cup of tea and just leave it playing so it looks like we've got good retention. Go to the bathroom, wash your hands, whatever, I don't care. But just do us a favour. I ain't running my hands to the bone every single week, editing, hosting, producing, casting, directing. For you not to do that, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> but nonetheless, thank you very much for listening. As I said, we are the M Pod. You will find us as the End Underscore Pod on most platforms. And as I've recently noticed when I try to find my own podcast, that it doesn't really show up because the End isn't a particularly unique name yeah. that I chose. So. Look for Spank Media. Spank Media. That's my, my, my magnate, my conglomerate, my spiraling media empire that consists of the, all the things that I just mentioned, duplicating all the same information. So what are we going to be talking about today? Disney Plus Day. Old Henry Cavill wants to be Captain Britain. There's a few things we're going to discuss from Scooper. I'm a reporter, independent journalist. <laughs> Grace Randolph. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that again. Grace Randolph. I love her. I do. I love her. She's just so fucking shrill. And then we're going to be talking about a film. And it's called, it has a name. What's the name of this film, Tim? It's The Red Notice, my man. We're going to be talking about Red Notice. That's right. Where is Grace from? Like, her accent is, like, so charming. She's so expressive, like- isn't she? Like, it is really easy to parody back badly as i've attempted now twice but it's easy to parody anything badly Matt. Let's be you are. <laughs> yeah for me for me yeah that was so fun to watch like just because of her mannerisms and she's got that like yeah. I, I love her voice it's like but i can't place it i don't know where she's yeah. from it could be from any number of things including being bullied as a child <laughs> 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 yeah, you and me both. Why do you think I'm making up for it now? <laughs> it made me the man I am today. Hey. <laughs> Disney Plus Day. First of all, guys, I quite liked the format. I liked that they didn't 
stand on stage for three hours, pulling in people right, left and centre, all these sort of heads of departments that we don't know from Adam, monotonely telling us what's coming out from their section of the mouse house. However, I think people are a lot more forgiving of it because of how ramshackle your fandom was. And I think that with that benchmark that people were like, do you know what? They stood there and spoke about nothing for far, far too long. Do you know what? It was like, oh, High School Musical, like season three. Oh, really? Okay, let's see what what that's going to (laughs) say. I was all over it, man. I was just there. When it started, it was like, Jesus, I'm dodging bullets and shit. Like, yo. It wasn't an event per se. No. Which was good. There ain't hardly anything that they could have said that I wouldn't have known or that we wouldn't have known. Oh, really? Is that coming out? Is it? Oh, what? Have you got a date for that? No. No. So that's the good thing. Half the time, all this stuff that you really want to wet your pants about, there were still no dates apart from 2023 or coming soon. Mm. So, meh. Bits that they did give and the way that they dropped them was good. And I'm so glad, as you said, I didn't have to say, and here's our director of entertainment policy. You know, like, <laughs> you're going to be really excited about what we've got planned for you. Oh, tell us a bit more. Well, we have, and we like, yes, we know that's coming. Yes, we know that's coming. Yes, we know that's coming. And we know who's going to be in it. We've got some surprises that we just can't talk about yet. And it's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, because that's specifically the stuff that I want to hear about. Yeah. Before somebody else tells it for you. I want to hear about Blade. And I want to mm. hear about um, What If Season 2. And 50% of those ain't bad. I don't think Blade was ever going to get spoke about, though, was it? Because it, that's not Disney+. Plus. So right, 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 right. It was like a lot of people were saying, oh, we're probably going to get, this is where the No Way Home trailer's coming in. First of all, it's Sony, and second of all, it's not going to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. For the first sort of cavalcade of minor, well, not minor, they're just not interesting to us because they don't have superheroes or spaceships. Was there anything that caught your eye in that first glut? Not really. I feel like it was like about a year ago we were talking about Maybe a year and a half ago, we were talking about our favorite streaming services. Do you guys remember this? It might have been the end of the year show last year. Yeah, we were ranking. Yeah. Okay. And so some of us, I can't remember who, I know Joe and maybe some other people were like down on Disney Plus because it's like, well, it's just re, it's just like rehashed old content, just like repackaged on this streaming website. And now I have to say like, they're just blasting new content out. It's like so mm. excellent and refreshing. Having said that, nothing in that first really I tell you what there was something there was an animated thing from Pixar oh the big hero six thing that looked that looks amazing oh I must have missed that what was that you've got the big hero six inflatable thing but he's being like primary care worker big doofus like well it's just big hero six except somebody just hurts himself coming down the stairs and then he like wraps them up and says don't worry i'll go and do your job and then he's in this coffee shop meticulously doing everything like you know he puts on the, the lid on the coffee lid on. And, and you know it always pops up yeah and then it yeah. pops up the other side and everyone's just like give me the yeah. coffee <laughs> yeah, so it's called baymax baymax oh dude yeah. yeah i can't yeah. wait to so see that what, what's that looks clever amazing. about that is that they took the best elements that worked from Big Hero 6. I mean, it took 15 mm. years, but they took it, and now we've got a series off the back of that, and it, it does it does look good. Like, Is that going to be a Pixar, then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because yeah. Big Hero 6 was just regular Disney, I think, right? It's not... That was not a Pixar. I don't know. I I'm, was, I'm pretty sure. I think it well, was. We can, well, we can find Is it? out, can't we? Yeah, let's, I think it was. Let's have a tippity-tappity. And then there's Ciao Alberto from the last... Um, Pixar film that came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Luca, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Luca. it. Yes, so, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, that, so so that was a great. Man and Alberto, the little. Yeah. I think it's a short. I don't think it's a full-on series or film, but you know anything that Pixar. I tell you the two things that had me jazzed that I always think it's like the David Attenborough on the BBC when I think, oh, I'll catch up with it. I'll catch up with it. I'll catch... And then I never end up watching it, but... <laughs> you never do. 
I never do. And I feel like everybody else is like, when I was on Facebook, they're talking about like these rabbits being chased by snakes and, and things like that. And I'm going, oh, I'd like rabbits chased by snakes or whatever it was, or like a donkey chased by snakes. That sounds like something. And it's like, oh, but everyone's already talked about it. I'll get around to it. I'll catch up. And then this Sunday, this Sunday is when I'm going to be on it real time. Well, what I liked was when they got middle-aged, good-looking Hollywood A-listers and put their lives in danger around the world. The Will Smith thing, Welcome to Earth, looks absolutely amazing. Chris Hemsworth, where it's like how to extend his life, how can you make the most visceral life experience. Mm. And the cinematography, obviously every shot's been staged, it'd be silly to say otherwise, but it was like the Eternals without all the bad bits. So basically it was the the on-set shooting of Eternals if you took out the acting, the script and the directors and you just had the background. It was like the the good Eternals film. That's what it was. (laughs) Speaking of which, Tim, how did you feel about it in the quickfire? Eternals? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me just say this. I'm seeing it tomorrow, so don't fuck it up. Oh, oh, I won't. I won't tell you anything. Okay. So, is it hard to follow? Yes. Am I not sure exactly what happened to the movie? Yes. Does it border on the ponderous? Yes. However, I kind of love it. I kind of love it. I do. Really? Yeah. The reason I love it is... Yeah, I know. Um, the reason I love it is because it asks basically like a very, very simple question. And it, it, the, the question I think the movie's about is like, what does it mean to love a thing? It's a very profound question. It's like one of the most profound questions. And I think it answers the question very artfully. The celestial stuff, it borders on this like cosmic horror, the scale of which was just incredible. I, I borderline love the movie. And I am a little take committed. I, I admit, like I've gone on the show in the past and talked about Chloe Zhao, Chloe Zhao, Chloe Zhao. yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fact that it's in the 50% on Rotten Tomatoes makes me perhaps even hardened even further on my love for it. Okay. Just to be maybe a contrarian. I do appreciate the big swing, and I thought it was a big swing. How did you feel that it reconciled that with also being a superhero film? Yeah, I mean, that's the trouble with it. I mean, to the extent that there's trouble, that's where it borders on, mm. I think, like the ponderous. The great things about the MCU is like the comedy. And Nanjani, I thought was like really funny and his sidekick. I forget the character's name was, I thought, hilarious. Oh. He's like um, the new um, uh, Luis. Is it Luis from Ant-Man? Yeah. I think she's she did okay at the big battle stuff. The set pieces, I thought, were pretty good. I mean, I think they were not as original or they seemed somewhat repetitive. Some of the characters, like Icarus, for instance, like his powers just don't interest me as much as some yeah. of the other heroes do. In general, kind of subtle, the movie. The Cersei character, the uh, the Gemma Chan character, I thought she was so well rendered. I loved it. And yeah, I, she was good. Like the Avengers movie, it's always the sort of downtime stuff. When Steve tries to lift the hammer, we always t- go back to that one in Age mm. of Ultron. Here, it wasn't as funny and irreverent as those movies. Like I said, it does border on the ponderous at times, you know? Mm. I thought the set pieces were, in general, pretty cool. The cosmic horror stuff was awesome. Like, I'm not going to spoil it. There's that one scene at the very, very end, Matt, that was like yeah. kind of shitting to me. That really took me out of it because of being... Oh, really? an, yeah, because as being an engineer, the only thing that my mind says is Newton's second law of equal and opposite forces. And I'm just mm. like... I don't want to say anything because of Brian, <laughs> but I'm like, when you introduce X to Y and Z... It's gonna, well, Newton's second law. Like, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? I believe you. As a lawyer, though, I had no problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it, it's like, uh, but I and also, <laughs> when we get into uh, Red Notice later, like my OCD, it becomes really bad in some films. You know, when there's like mm-hmm. an action film in like a museum or something, and I'm just like, please don't break anything. Don't break anything. <laughs> Don't break anything. Even like in Spider-Man where they throw the car through the window. Oh, that's going to cause such a mess. <laughs> Do you yeah. know, is it in Spider-Man 2, 2 where, they, where he gets the spider sense and then like yeah. the car get, and he, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's going to make a mess. <laughs> and yeah, it does wow. like, it really gets my back up. But it depends. It, I think it de- obviously it depends on, on where I am mentally. But like, yeah, with the... Um, so it's I've got these little foibles that like no um, commentary on the filmmaker, but like <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Back to Disney Plus then. I think Disney Plus Day. There was three things of note. There was the Marvel stuff. 
There was the Pixar stuff, weren't there? They had their own thing, which uh, we've talked about a little bit already. And Star Wars is fucked, mate. No presentation. Everything's been postponed. The Wonder Woman director, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Rogue Squadron's been put a pin in. Who's the head of Star Wars? What's the lady's name that gets counted? Oh, uh, uh, I forget her name. Yeah, it's on the tip of my head. Yeah, the funny I thing about know. the Rogue Squadron is that that was like one of the is things I was most excited about. You know, when Disney, yeah. when they were announcing the shows originally, the Rogue Squadron, I was like mm. so pumped for that. I feel like that show was kind of imminent. They had Patty Jenkins doing that whole like, wow, yeah. now that's how you PR a film. Maybe because I was so excited about seeing the behind the helmet or behind the mask for for Boba, Obi Wan, that I actually didn't. Kathleen realize. Kennedy. Thank you. I said it was Kathleen. Okay, you did yeah. as well. Yeah, I forgot that there was loads of stuff that we didn't hear anything about. I know that Andor's been pushed back mm. till third quarter, twenty twenty two as well, for next year and stuff. So, how do you feel that uh, Kathleen Kennedy's done in general? I feel like by having. John Favreau, and who's the guy that did all the animated stuff? Uh, the I know who you mean. This is what happens when you don't take notes. I thought I could just Anyway, this. the guy, the guy. We know the guy. I feel like by just having two people that were seriously invested in a TV series pulled her arse out of the fire a little bit. It was more by luck than judgment. I, for me personally, I know I'm asking a question by giving you my point of view. She made a real mess of that phase of Star Wars films. You don't get to direct shit anymore. You just get some like creative oversight thing. Starwalker rise. Yeah, 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 yeah Skywalker. Skywalker. Thank you. Yeah. Skywalker's Sky- back, Skywalker everybody. Rise. Hi, hi, I'm Skywalker. I'm back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem we've we've mentioned this many times before is with the Star Wars movie and all, and also with the Marvel movies. There, there's a set formula. You, the director, the auteur, you get the middle third to do with what you yeah. like but the start the, the beginning has to set up the story the way the story the overarching story runners have have decided the story is going to go and then you have to wrap it up in the familiar star wars or marvel way mm-hmm. and you only get the middle piece to the extent you get anything at all is yours and so I, I don't know what else to say about that other other than to observe it and to say that i kind of feel like for it's been a tale of two approaches for that that team because they basically did launch Disney Plus. I mean, The Mandalorian was their big mm. first huge hit, and it was mm. a huge hit. Mm. Um, mm. And I, I, I think we forget how big a deal that was because it was not clear. I mean, just going back to what we were saying a few minutes ago, it was not so clear that good. what you know what Disney Plus was going to be was it just going to be a repository mm. for all this old content, right, yeah. or be, you know? So, so the fact that it was the first thing that they really, really big property that they really, really did original to the platform was. You can't overstate how big a deal that was. And it has sputtered out. I mean, just looking yesterday, all the stuff's either delayed or apparently not happening. I don't even know. But I'm actually quite ambivalent about it. What they did, they did brilliantly. But it seems like they should be capitalizing on that. I mean, there's no reason why why we can't keep that momentum going. I don't know. What has to be noted is that not every pitch is a home run. And I think that when you're holding everything up to to the MCU Marvel Studios and what's been achieved mm. there, that that shouldn't be the level of expectation. That's preeminent. That is the perfect situation with... Oh, it's it was Lord and Miller that um, Kathleen Kennedy appointed for Solo. And they basically mm. were doing all the ad-libbing in sort of like, what do they call it? Not freestyling. Make it up on the spot. Yeah, ad-lib. Ad-libbing, yeah. But, they, they, but like, that's not the word that's used, is it? Oh, it's... Um... Shit, it's like 7 a.m. here. I can't remember uh, <laughs> what the term is. I know what you're talking about, though. What, what RDJ does all the time. Yeah, and what, what type of YTT basically encourages. Yeah. Uh, Ron Howard had to come and reshoot basically the whole film, didn't he? Um, yeah. Because, yeah, and it was half finished. Um, a lot like what happened with Josh Wedding with the, the Justice League. And that's, I actually thought Solo was, I think its reputation went before it a little bit. I actually think it's a decent enough film. No, it's it, it, elements, the timing I, I that they it. released it was just, what the fuck are you thinking? It that was, was going up against, I can't remember, yeah. but it was just. I mean, Black Panther, that's February because it's Black History Month. Yeah, but usually when movie comes out in February, it's because it sucks. I mean, it's like a place yeah, where yeah. you dump. So there was there was the whole problem of like Star Wars fatigue. Plus, it was coming out in February. Plus, it had been reshot. I think people just assumed it was going to be terrible. Black and Panther I, I was 
Liked it Black way Panther more than... was sorry, sorry, Tim. Black Panther was thirteenth of February two thousand eighteen. There you go. When do you think Solo was? I think it was April or some shit. It was twenty fourth, twenty fourth of May, twenty eighteen. So it was a little oh. bit later, wasn't it? So. Okay. so that's blockbuster time. That's not that doesn't. Yeah, surprise but me. it was mm-hmm. it. I can't remember what it was going up again. I also thought that the trailer for Solo was bad, and so I was not. I had like pretty low expectations for it, but I thought it was real good. <laughs> Infinity War was also out at that time. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Like, That's some Disney, and Disney violence right there. That was just bad. <laughs> yeah, bad, mouse on bad, mice, bad. mouse on mouse violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mouse on mouse. A, a quiet place was still running as well. Oh, oh man, that was so good too. God, Rampage! I, I can't. The second one. I gotta watch the second one. The, a, oh, a it's quiet so place. Good. Do you like them? I don't like them. I love quiet them. places. You don't like. I, you just have to suspend disbelief that they've set up this world and that it's just scene by scene and what they're trying to achieve. Is yeah, yeah, just, yeah. That's, but that's it. what that's, that's what I do. They've just done like a, an impossible premise to maintain. And if you go and do the waterfall, then you can shout as much as you want. Okay, so why don't you just like keep the speakers on all around your house the whole time? Or is that going to attract them? Or is the noise of the waterfall and smothering your noise, is that not the noise that's going to attract them then? There's no way a woman can give birth in that universe. And like she stands, she like she stands, she stands on a nail and grimaces, and then that almost attracts them. But then like they knock over a lamp and it's, I don't know, like I just felt yeah, there were so yeah. many. And also when they're putting the sand out, at some point there was no sand there the delta amount of time the delta amount the smallest amount prior to the first grain of sand and also that sand makes a noise when you put it down yeah unless they were doing it with like again this is my OC, <laughs> ocd engineer mind that's just ruining films for me second law of course <laughs> yeah exactly newton's second law of fucking thermodynamics or whatever it is oh my God. <laughs> each force yeah. has an equal and opposite force remember that guys it could save your life one day <laughs> you just gotta um, let it go yeah, <laughs> it's a film about like god creatures that have appeared from nowhere and that's the thing that i have the problem with the guy shooting lasers from his eyes and that can fly absolutely oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the first 20 minutes of quiet place 2 is fucking incredible like yeah, i've right. never i liked it more. better opening set piece it's so great i'm going to ruin it for brian before i've started whatever you do do not focus on the way that cillian murphy only ever says one syllable <laughs> at a time. <laughs> it I is so, it's so bad, though. I was like, imagine him going to a drivey. Hello, can I take your order, please? <laughs> I would like a big. <laughs> Mac. Okay, would you like anything else with that, sir? <laughs> Meal. <laughs> with... It's like that's Utopia. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. It's, it's just it, it? after a while, I was like, for fuck's sake, dude, someone give him some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't give him Dro- any more. Drop a, fucking drop a couple of wibblers into his milkshake and just let him go. <laughs> this is painful, man. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather have nonsense, but at least it'll be fast paced and out the way. <laughs> oh, God. Oh right! Well, this is good. We've been we've been speaking about this for a little while, and we ain't even touched on the Marvel stuff. What I want to what I want to bring up is a paramount point of importance: is how bad She Hulk's coloring looked. It looked like it had been done with a magic marker. That's not yeah. gonna last, surely, is it? Like that's just they they just gave us that to keep us happy. Yeah. She can't look that bad. It it can't because even compared to Bruce. That's the proper CGI. What am I looking at here? And I'm mm. glad they didn't show the face. Do you think she was sprayed like Gamora and Nebula, or do you think it's a, or do you think it's like a CGI button suit? Or... And remember, Jen is like seven foot or something. Mm. So, so it's got to be CGI in it. Yeah. 
Oh, it's quite funny when everybody was saying Gina Carrado should be She-Hulk. No! And I was just, all, all I was saying was, it's going to be CGI. You've got to get someone that looks like Jem Walters, not like She-Hulk. Think. Yeah. Think Bruce yeah. Banner is the actor they cast. And they were like, no, no, but this, like, she's, oh, she's so, oh, she's just gorgeous. And she's like, so, so elegant. And I'm like, the, no, the she's not. She's a fucking is, dirty, graping that... lump of a woman. Yeah, old school She-Hulk has got like, it's that impossible figure. For one, nobody builder looks like that with natural breasts done <laughs> and the Never. conversation. It's not possible. It's not Athena-ish, you know, like mm-hmm. Olympian. God, you know, like you just cannot look like that unless you were born like that and no one's born like that. read um, She-Hulk comics. Are you like, are you comic fans of She-Hulk? I read the Charles Saul one and it yeah. was fine. He did more the Gen thing than the She-Hulk. Uh, the art was a little bit obscure, but I, I liked it. It was a good, uh, good tale. I had the Dan Slot omnibus ordered. It was the first omnibus I ever ordered, and it never arrived from Amazon. So, oh, oh uh, no, I got that one too. It was like twenty dollars. It was like some weird eighty-five percent off. I like her as a character, especially the legal stuff. I like her relationship with Hellcat, that kind of shit. It's ancillary. It's yeah. never mm-hmm. going to be a main main read be a very good vehicle to bring Jessica Jones in in the Hellcat role. What's her name was? Grace Randolph. That's it, what she was saying. I like that. So she was saying in She-Hulk is going to be everything Hulk. Red Hulk. Mm -hmm. Really? She went as far as to say everything but the leader. Something big is going to spin out of the series. Something Mm -hmm. Hulk related. So whether or not it's World War Hulk, probably even... Yeah. Do you know what I think seems to be on the card? YouTube gets like a bit of a chain reaction, like combustion chamber, whereby someone has an idea and then other people have the idea and other people. I'm a little bit hesitant to say that this is going to happen. However, there seems to be a general consensus that Thunderbolts are coming. If we can have Red Hulk out of this, I think that would be a perfect starting point for a Thunderbolt series or film. Once we start to build up that rogues gallery, Electra could easily slide in there. Mm -hmm. We already know Deadpool's hanging around the place, so that's not even a question. It's not very good by reputation, but Charles Saul started a a Thunderbolt series. I think he did about the first 12 issues, and that team looks fantastic. It's the black and red uniforms, and like you just said uh, perfectly, Brian, Deadpool, Red Hulk, Electra, Venom. When was that, that Jerry? Well, it was at the end of the Mar- it was before that because it was the end of Marvel now. So I think maybe oh. like 2013 or something. But Julio when he did like the first few, and I was like, fucking hell! Like I can't believe like I actually own these issues. Oh, when I used to just go on eBay and arbitrarily buy things because they were cheap, and then put them in. Well, a lot like how I approach omnibuses and trades now, but mm. it, they were all like single issues. And I just buy them for the sake of owning them, having the opportunity to read them at some point. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that never comes. Yeah. Hey, wait, wait, wait a cotton pick a minute. You're telling me Charles Soul's done me? <laughs> he did me some thunderbolts. Oh my God, I think I got one in my box now, day right now. I'm going to go and open that box right up. And I open it, I'm like, oh shit, I only got half damn issues. <laughs> There you go. It's a complete run. Fucking fantastic. Let's buy that. What it means is it is a complete run of a series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fell foul of that a few times. I think you mentioned the Echo thing and going back to the Grace Randolph Ask Me Anything video. She said... And again, I only believe what she says. One, because of her enthusiasm for the things we like. Her expressive nature. As an aside, not only can I not figure out where she's from, I have absolutely no idea like how old she is, like what her age range yeah. is. She could be anything. Because she's got a level of maturity, the way that she approaches it. No nonsense, right? Yeah. Talks about yeah, stuff yeah, intelligently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't step to her and say, oh, hey, show me your tits. She was shut that down. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, you took the words yeah. out of my mouth. I can't work out whether she'd be like some fucking like proper dominatrix or, or a bit of a prude. Do you Stop. know what I mean? One or the other. It wouldn't I be like a middle ground. Think. It would be like, oh, don't touch me. I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> or it would be like, right then, you can't. <laughs> touch your fucking toes. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> It's like, it's in the morning, get a guy a break. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs>
<laughs> You've heard of morning glory. This is morning purgatory. <laughs> well, I'm going <laughs> to... I'll just start it again. I'll just go <laughs> right, right. because we I already did one like naughty video like podcast about it. So I'm not going to make it seem like I've got a problem with it. On that topic, Brian, Grace Randolph, whose enthusiasm knows no bound, and 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 <laughs> oh fuck, she has announced, but not officially, officially, but I trust her, I believe her, that Echo is going to be Daredevil season four by proxy, and we're also going to be seeing Vincent D'Onofrio return as Kingpin. How do you feel about that? I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. But Echo, where does Echo rock up in? She starts off in yes. Hawkeye, bruv. Of course. So there you go. So it's all dumped. And that, no one's touching how Marvel does that. Yeah. Look at that. We're talking about just how dope yeah. Echo's going to be. Echo rocks up in Hawkeye. She's on the wrong side of the fence. So I don't know how that's all going to unravel. And that's looking wicked. I tell you something that she said that breezed past everybody in that video. She said... You want me to give you something back Stop Doctor it. Strange? Stop well, that, voice. <laughs> well, I don't know if I should. I'll get myself in trouble. But, okay, okay. I mean, what do you guys want? I already told you the X-Men were coming in Doctor Strange. But, okay, listen, listen. <laughs> Nobody heard that. The X-Men no, are it. coming in it. Doctor Strange. No, 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 no. Listen, I no. was theorizing that no. shit yonks ago. Multiverse of Madness, you yeah. could do anything it's the same colors that were used in loki all of that shit ties in with marvel do you yeah. think it will be the start of the mcu x-men or do you think it's just gonna be a cameo of the previous iteration i don't think it's going to be anything that continuum based agreed so i don't expect the new wolverine cast or any of that shit i think whatever they do it's just going to set up the fact that mutants exist. Do we know whether Namor is going to be a mutant? Because that would be, I mean, another way to do it. To introduce yeah, of course. the fact he, that he's, the, he's supposed to be one of the oldest, if not the first mutant. He's coming in um, Black Panther, isn't he? The Black Panther yeah. yep. Forever film. And Grace yeah. Randolph said she has images. And actually tying this into something else with the John, the John Campion thing that happened this week, whereby um, <laughs> he is on a similar... He's like a begrudged... New media star where Grace Randolph relishes it and she she's happy to adapt to the persona that YouTube mm. needs. Like John Campion's a bit reluctant and as such he like refuses to speak about rumours until it comes out on one of the big trades like Hollywood Reporter, Deadline. So he gets sent a bunch of stuff. Images that are supposed to be um from set and they're generally Photoshop knockouts. However, this week he he put two Spider-Man No Way Home pictures up and he said within five minutes he had a phone call saying take them down we think they're real he's even had subsequent conversations direct to Disney explaining the situation and his get out of jail card is I deleted them after five minutes I'm not the person that's sharing them but he put his water stamp on them nonetheless yeah now now here's the thing right this guy is he treats his channel like a business not saying other people don't but he very much sees himself like John Campier the company he can be a bit of a snob. He can be a bit full on, a little bit arrogant even sometimes. So I think when he's posting these images saying, look at the lighting, this is just another bad Photoshop. I can believe him because of the way he Hang comes on. across. And that's true. What he said about, it was a clip. You should see the ones that I didn't put up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, the lighting and the yeah. way that it hits. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, Tom Holland's dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the mistake he made with that is that he assumes that there's a fixed point and it's a single light. Well, you can get... yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that was taking the piss out of people that tried to take the yeah, piss yeah, out yeah. of him. I think, though, that this guy's calculated enough to know the impact this could have for his channel. He got, like, immediately, like, a thousand extra Twitter subs. If you think, I mean, he gets four, four and a half million views a month and he's he's only on something like 300,000. Like, New Media Rec Rockstars have got two million subs. He can't be naive enough to not realize. I can't believe that he doesn't no. do this in hope or expectation. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, like, that the impact uh, it could have for his channel with the easy get out of jail card. 100%. You can't prove it because yeah. he can just, it's your argument against his. He took it down, he put his yeah. watermark on it, he gets sent mm. loads of shit exactly like you said. But mm. if you see them pictures, you know they ain't that, they ain't no big shit. The irony of it is, is they are. 
because what they do now instead of storyboarding is they take um, images of characters and they set up a three-dimensional VR set. So the one where he's sitting, by the way, if you don't want to get spoiled for these films, just tune out for a minute. But there's one where he's sitting down at a table. You've got uh, Matt Murdock, Happy Hogan, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, all sat around a table. But that's been put together digitally. But what it is, is it's fully rendered with lighting and stuff because it's through a program. Because like I said, they don't do storyboards anymore. It's kind of like the way that some 2000 AD artists stage their, their cells in comics. They do a fully 3D rendered set where they just bring the characters in because they've already got the the framework. Mm. And then what they do is they position the lighting in the room. They take what is equivalent of a screenshot of that framework. They print it out with the blue line printout. They hand draw the inking over it. So the technology is there to produce something that is, I'm not pissing on your chips brian but like it was fabricated but it was fabricated fabricated in the in the most delightful way in the most delightful way <laughs> <laughs> so what is it matt choose your words pick it up well, no. the lawyer can i get a witness it is both a spoiler and it is a fabricated image a lot like the moon landings that the technology <laughs> like the, the technology <laughs> the technology at the time they didn't probably have the advancement in photography, so they probably went to the moon, but the pictures were shit, so they also had a soundstage where they took images that they could release for people. That is one very real possibility. So I feel like it's like that. Yeah, these images are probably from a storyboard, but they're not of on set in actuality. I just, I feel like Venom 2's post-credit was put out. The end of Eternals was on, and it wasn't just something you had to click on. On Google... The day after the premiere, it was Harry Styles is now in the MCU. Luckily, I forgot about it until he appeared in the film. But I'm like, this is just me opening Google. Like, I, I should be better protected yeah. from this. This isn't. This mm. is beyond the pale now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that shit, I don't like. That fucked up my um, Deadpool two experience because mm. I was pace, not pacing myself, but just waiting till I could see it. And literally, I opened up my YouTube and the thumbnail of Juggernaut's head. Yeah. What the fuck? It's not fair. Yeah, it's not. That shit ain't on. It seems to only happen with films. What was the last series that came out? Like, what mm. if wasn't spoiled for me? Loki wasn't spoiled for me. Not at all. One Division wasn't spoiled for me. Production schedules and also, I don't know how the MCU's done, but the sets are generally smaller and they're in a studio with multiple TV shows going at the same time. So who's to say if Johnny Actor number one's coming in, what's they going to do be on? But if you've got Pinewood booked out for three mm. months, I mean, look at Infinity War. I don't know how it was possible for it or any <coughs> game, how it was possible for even films, any of the films to be made over mm. that 18-month period. I also feel that there's a lot less people involved in a TV studio. There's less contract workers, so um, CGI rendering and people like that, because one, mm. it's expensive so they don't use as much of it for TV, but that's obviously changing. Mm. So I think with the film, you, you've got a lot more subcontracted people that aren't, because Feige banned subcontractors. But the problem is these films are becoming, they're being scheduled as live action, but what we're finding, and this was my argument when people said Lion King wasn't live action. I said, right, so no MCU films live action either, because all the costumes, even um, like Spider-Man Black Panther, even though now they they wear them so they get the shadow and the light reflection, but then they mm. completely re-render all the costumes in post, like mm. completely. So they're sh- scheduling these films still as live action, where in actual fact they should be given double the time. And I think that's why we're seeing more delays now, because mm. the, it should be scheduled as an animated film. Backdated my thought process. I think the reason why this is in such turmoil is when they sacked James Gunn. Because a lot of these films were in pre-production. He was supposed yeah, to be yeah, the, yeah. the cosmic side overseer. We're supposed to have a cosmic side and a street level side. And all we've had is this big amalgam of both. We haven't had a cosmic side and a street level side. Because the street levels now all have become becoming cosmic multiverse. Like this, it yeah, just doesn't yeah. seem... With the, I can't see it, it bleeding into Hawkeye. But it yeah. just feels like they've lost track. And I think that's because... It, it feels rudderless for the first time. I think with Doctor Strange specifically, and I really did not like Scott Derrickson for this, because mm. if you're Chloe Zhao, when they appointed her, they thought they were going to get the, the pair from Captain Marvel again, where they could just put her in a, you know, 
put her in a box and tell her what to do. She wins an Oscar and then all of a sudden she's taking editing responsibility and holistic thing. Not not saying whether it's good or bad, Tim likes it. I, I didn't. It's the first time where we've actually seen Marvel fans fighting amongst each other as opposed to it just being Marvel versus DC. And DC's mm. just sitting there in the corner going, how do you like it now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome aboard. <laughs> well, I you, that... you had it too good for too long. <laughs> Grace Randolph said it's basically the, like the Wonder Woman 84. Eternals is Wonder Woman 84. It's like, how do you like me now? You know, it's like, yeah. now you yeah, yeah. I would, to be fair, I think that Wonder Woman 84 was just a tragedy. I think with Eternals, it just bit off a bit more than it could chew for me. And yeah. I think it struggled to achieve what it wanted, whereas Wonder Woman 84 was just a travesty of, of, of film. Um, <laughs> but with, with Scott Derrickson, he, let's be absolutely fucking clear about Scott Derrickson. He wrote, produced, and directed Sinister. That's it. Mm. He had no right, no right to come at Marvel and tell him, I want to make it, I want to make myself a horror film. It's going to be the first MCU horror film. And Feige standing there going, we ain't, mate. And then Feige in his subsequent interviews were going, well, you know, it's not going to be accessible for anyone, but it's going to have horror elements. And then Derrickson did that fucking monologue on Twitter. Oh, I've been, I've been tossing and turning about this for such a long while. And I think sometimes you've just got to be true to yourself. And if something isn't working, then you just walk away. Grow up! Yeah. God, Derrickson should yeah. not be in the MCU. This is what will make his career. You take mm. the hit and then you go and do whatever Derrickson shit. What have you done since Scott Derrickson? What did you do before? One film that anyone remembers and it's fucking shoddy sequel. Well said. Yes. Absolutely. Right yeah, then. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on par with that. I tell you what, before, um, before all the, the recent multiversal theatrical stuff, if there was one character that you would associate with the multiverse, the guardian of the multiverse, now that would be Captain Britain. And this brought me so much pleasure because Captain Britain, for a start, he is... Superheroes are big, but he's like an extra level of big. He's like Spider-Man to Venom, Captain America to Captain Britain. The guy's an absolute beast. And I would say, if there's one person that's going to take on that role and do it perfectly, Henry Cavill. Superman himself. How did you feel about hearing this, Brian? Yo, listen, he, he can do it. He's got the chops. I love what he's doing with The Witcher. I love his commitment to any role. I love what he did in Mission Impossible. The missus can't stand him for some reason. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, like, what's that about? But um, he knows Geralt in The Witcher. He knows Clark Kent. He goes in. If you take someone and you give him, dare I say, the honour of doing Cat Brit, he's going to do his due diligence, he's going to do his Googles, and he's going to make sure that he's in top form for it. The Superman. And now he's Geralt. Magic wizardry and but X rated, not given the fucks. I think that is the perfect blend. Those two characters to do Captain Britain, dude, um, you hit the nail on the head. That is so yeah, perfectly can, put. Those two characters, right? I feel like we've twisted, we've dived, we've ducked, we've bobbed and weaved. Now it's time to get to the meat of the episode. Red notice. First of all, Tim, I'd like to know your general impressions of this film without going to any specific details at this time. Just to start with, it's a film, it's on Netflix. It's got, it's got Deadpool, Wonder Woman, and Black Adam in it. And it's, it's a film, and it's a heist film. And to be honest with you, I kind of feel like everybody does those introductions. Oh, so this is a film and it's from this studio and starring da 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 shot and directed by it. And it's like, no, fuck all look, that shit. people, people, look, if you, if you listen to a spoiler discussion, surely you've seen it. And if you listen to a spoiler discussion and you haven't seen it, then you're not going to fucking care about who's made it. Like, you're, only, you're listening to it for our vibrance and our enthusiasm and nothing else. So, Tim, yeah. what did you think of this film in the most general purposes? Well, it, with all due respect to the writer-director of this movie, I don't think this is the type of movie we really need to talk about the writer directing. Uh, <laughs> I had a great time with it. I thought it was really fun. It's right in my wheelhouse. I do like heist movie, car chases through cobblestone mm. streets, all that kind of stuff. I thought it was fun. These are my two of my favorite. I like Gal Gadot a lot. 
but The Rock and uh, Ryan Reynolds, two of my absolute favorites. I just think like they just are so charismatic. Um, I just had a great time with it. I love twists. You know, there was lots of like old the like the heist tropes and homages to other yeah. films. I just thought it was in general really fun. I thought it was fine. I don't like Gal Gadot as an actor. I think the other two were great. They had great chemistry. I don't like heist films because I don't like watching something knowing that it's all going to be told that not really. Not really. Like, I, I just, I don't like it. I mean, and it has to be something that's really sophisticated. With heist films, I don't like sitting there trying to guess it the whole time. Second guess every single aspect of a film. But it's good, mm. but Gal, Gal Gadot cannot act. And I also don't think she's aging very well. 10 out of 10 in Fast and Furious. And I think with every year, that's come down by a 0.5%. I think the whole Wonder Woman thing maybe is because it's the most divine cosplay ever. But I feel like she's got like a really funny slanting forehead. I don't know if anybody else picked on that. <laughs> it looks like a Simpsons character. Like it's got about, I wouldn't say a 45 degree pitch on it, but do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not going to collect any snow. <laughs> if she oh, stood no. out in the winter, it's not collecting snow. Let's put it that if way. If you notice this notice, you will notice that this notice is not worth noticing. Um, so if you Go like that Brian. kind of shit, Rescue then you'll us. like this kind of shit. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's the view of Red Notice. It was fun. I like to get in, you know, I'm like, hey, yo! And the missus is like, shh, you're going to wake up your daughter. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, like that kind of shit. And it yeah. was yeah, yeah, yeah. everything mishmashed into it, mishmashed into it. Um, <laughs> I, I, that twist did catch me. And the missus, you know, we always like to outdo each other. Like, yeah, I told you that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but didn't I tell you? None of us saw that twist. So I was like, okay, slow clap, slow clap. But there's just something about these studio films that irks the fuck out of me. I'm like... Oh. Yeah, the Indiana Jones part at the end lost me a little bit. I didn't like it at all. Anyway, uh, there was a famous director that said you can use bad looking films to move the plot along, but you can't use good luck. And I've said this before on, po- uh, on one of our previous co- podcast... Co- Codpasts. <laughs> Codpasts. Cod <laughs> yeah, the end. Codpasts. The previous cod piece. Yeah, the the Coen brothers said that what they do is they write themselves into a corner and if they come out with a narrative um, out for it in less than two weeks and they go back and rewrite that scene because it's too easy and too obvious. Mm. Yeah, great. His dad had a watch and <laughs> like, I, I, and the watch was just fit perfectly into a thing that unlocked. I just... MacGuffin! And, and oh, my problem, my problem with this film, in the most general sense, I was watching it thinking, do you know what? I'm getting really tired of the Rock overplaying the doofus sort of. Oh, but I'm really good at what I do, but I'm also a bit of an idiot. And then at the end, when he goes, "Oh no, it was all an act to get you," and I was like, right. So what you're just saying is, I've just got a really bad characterization for the last ninety minutes intentionally, so you can say at the end, not really. And that's just what gets me about the the plot of High School. I don't even think that these were that sophisticated. It was just, it oh, we've got to get into a room. This is how we got into the room. By Ryan Reynolds calling out the tropes, isn't introspection it's just a cheap way of getting away with the obvious for me like when he called out mcguffin like when they did the yeah. i'm going to tell you how we're going to do it but we're also <laughs> going to play you we're also going to play you the heist as it's happening as i'm explaining it but and that's then, not new jesus we're... no but that's what i mean like he calls it out <laughs> at the end of it because he's voicing both the rock and himself and he gets the rock to say dumb things in it and yeah. i felt like some of the ideas work, but that works for me if everything else in it is rock solid and it's creative and it's ingenuitive. I don't think it could have ever been better than it was. There is something around where we are now that it's good that it's a Netflix or it could have been an Amazon. It, you know, you don't have to pay money. You don't get shit that good on TV. So yeah, true. it's good that you can get A-listers, choose some popcorn, Quality popcorn, there's different levels of popcorn, but just yeah, popcorn. Yeah, yeah. You eat it, you throw it away, yeah. you don't think about it, it's done. Army of Thieves. That, for me, actually works kind of better. That was so good. Thank I you. So good. Army what of Thieves was just so like, good. no. The prequel to Army of the prequel. Dead. Oh, I don't, it, I just, some yeah. real thought about the characters, mm, about who they are. I, I mean, that. yeah, there was a, a whole load of shit that you can throw away and they're like come on that's not gonna work now fuck off why would you do that you sit there doing all of this thing that you did in this but 
there was a the, the irreverence that it did was kind of more sincere. They yeah, knew exactly. what they were. Yeah, it, but it was like we we know we're giving you a heist film, but we're going to play it within the realms of what we're doing here. We're going to take it serious. Do you know what it reminded me of, Brian? It was it was like Hollywood doing a British gangster independent film. <laughs> it had that feel to it, whereby yeah. the characters were all affable and they weren't perfect. Like like the difference between the two is kind of. You can have someone that's unlikable in a British gangster film, mm. but you can still root for them. And they, and it's it's a bit gutsy and grimy, and everyone's got their fatal flaws and their yeah. in, in, inefficiencies. Whereas I think my problem is, I think Red Notice works. If you tell me it's a parody, if it's a parody, yeah. I'm on board from the beginning. But yeah. I think it struggles to take itself too seriously. What you actually have is four characters that are all trying to be likeable, but they're not good people. They're thieves. And I think that's, it doesn't allow itself to be grounded enough for me to believe it, but it takes itself too seriously for me to accept it as a parody. Um, Just on the thing of like working it out, I was convinced it was the policewoman that was trying to catch them and it was going to be uh, The Rock at the end that was going to be the big final twist. The the thing that, that pissed me off with the policewoman how are you going to disbelieve the guy you just arrested that he's working with the fucking bishop? But then the bishop messages you, you work off that tip. Yeah. And it's believable. And they're the yeah. bad guy. Like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, please. There's this other thing about the, like, the characterization. One thing I jotted down just in my notes is that at one point, like, we're supposed to believe The Rock's main motivation is to, quote, clear his name and get his life back, mm. but we don't know anything about his life. That just, like, ranks so <laughs> hollow as a motivation. Mm. It's like, all we yeah. know about the guy is he showed up at, like, the museum one day and was trying to catch <laughs> yeah. this. So that, that, I think that maybe should have clued me in that, uh, an additional, like, big twist, but I just, like, when I watched it, I, I jotted it down as, like, a major flaw. But the thing I liked the most about it, I thought it was, like, really, there was a lot of, I, I got a lot of laughs out of it. I think they're just yeah. so charismatic yeah. and Reynolds is so funny. Um, yeah, there's like the the joke about like the Dave like the Jurassic Park thing and the yeah. for some reason <laughs> yeah. like the whole fighting they thing. did that good. <laughs> the David yeah, Attenborough really Richard good. Attenborough thing really made me laugh. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Both <laughs> yeah. from Leicester, by the way. There yeah. Go. Oh, is he really? Yeah, both yeah, of them. Hometown. Both of them. Okay. Hometown. Mm. Yeah. Um. So that was funny. There was. Did you guys see? Notice the aviation gin like. Yes. Yeah. I was just I like, see that. that's his gin. And the missus was I couldn't tell, it. Brian, I couldn't tell if that was like just classic product placement or it was meant to be ironic. It's got to be. It, must it was been. ironic Both. because yeah. it was the only label with the back to you. And you just like. Yeah, yeah. On, I thought that was really funny. There's parts that I really laughed at. Did they have um, old Jackman's booze in there as well? What's Hugh Jackman? Just, he does like a whiskey or something, doesn't he? It, it could have done because there's a oh, lot of drinking game. Of- Hugh Jackman. I didn't, I didn't clock it, but yeah, it, the, you know, the jokes, the jokes were good. You know, it was funny. There were some really edge of the seat moments, which were, were really good. Um, the cool part, like the part where they're escaping from the prison the, and the missing yeah. was like Rudy, the helicopter. Yeah. That's awesome. So I don't know. There was enough to keep me entertained. Do you know what I don't want in films anymore? If you're going to have people shooting like rapid fire, what like guns and you're going to have people running into the streams of them and ducking behind. Just don't have guns in films. and Just give them knives or tasers or their, yeah. their, prisons, their prison officers so they're not supposed to kill people. Yeah. But I just, so I just at least groan every time hit. now. Yeah, I just groan every time how, I see it. How are you going to unleash how many fucking rounds and there's not even like, no one's got a nick, an arm fucking nothing. Like, yeah. Oh, Hugh Jackman yeah. has um, coffee. It's Laughing Man Coffee. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, although I suppose that plays into the whole thing that you have to believe that every single scene's a construct because how else would... They must have been allowed to escape the prison because The Rock was in on it and that was just a part of his plan, I suppose. Yeah. But that, that's, that's, what I didn't, that's what I didn't like about that element of the film because the whole film, it felt like they were doing a lot of stuff that I couldn't buy into and his character characteristics well, were I mean, so like overplayed one of the things, and then it was like oh no engineer, we just did 
We just made <laughs> a bad I'm... film intentionally. Or well, not a bad film, but we made right, well, a lesser bad. version of we yeah. made a lesser version of right. the film just so to overemphasize right? it for the point of a reveal. And when you, when you're hearing that stuff like the sea fucking cement, I'm looking at them fight scenes going, This bitch ain't doing that to the rug. Get the fuck mm. out of here. Like, what the hell? And then of course the twist at the end was just like I was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. The whole thing about the weight, he just has to touch you once and something's mm. breaking or something's crumbling. Mm. Doesn't matter how good you are. All of that, you know. The way... You know what I just, hate about movies like that? Yo. And it's not like he can't fucking fight. So... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So the twist, that kind of like... That was a weight of my chest. I was sitting there going, nah, nah, that fight, no, fuck off. You know what, uh, you know what pisses me off about movies like this? And I had the same problem with the Joker, um, and I'll explain that, but where, mm. where you get like a big reveal and then they have to go back and show you old scenes about yes. how you should have either known it. And then, but, and then they add additional stuff that you couldn't have seen. That you could never like, see anyway. Yeah, like, and that's like supposed to be the big explanation. It's like, well, I couldn't have figured this out because there's this other stuff. The same thing in the Joker where they go, when it turns out he's like mentally ill and he goes back and they show you all the scenes where like yep. the girl's really not in the, yeah. in the scene and stuff like that. I, that is so lazy to me. Mm. I hate that crap. Mm. But, it, but, it's like oh, Colombo, like back in the day. It, yeah. I think in the Joker's defense, for me, I think that's different because I think people misunderstand, misunderstood what that film was about because people were saying it's about underfunded healthcare systems, it's about mental health and all this kind of shit. And the thing that annoys me is, oh, it's great that it's shown a spotlight to it. It's not. They were just using it as a plot vehicle to make yeah, the best film they possibly the could. If they, if they could have done, they could have done it without it and made a better film, they would have done. They, that was just how they mm. made, that's how they conceived the Joker's work. I don't think it's about any of that. I think it's about perception. It's about perception of just the audience. It's about the perception of people in the film. And, and the, the whole, I don't want to use unreliable narrator, but I think it goes from like, as a perception of a viewer, we're always seeing Batman through Batman's eyes. And that, but that's our perception through the eyes we've seen it through. Through the Joker, it's about somebody, it's about the perception of a street level man. Like, yeah. let's say if you asked, either sides of any political spectrum, what's going on in the world today, you're going to get completely divisive and opposing uh, mm. uh, points of view. And I think what, what Joker does is it shows us as an audience, our perception and how we are led to believe in one side of a story or another. And it also shows you with that how Arthur Fleck's perception also differs from the people around him. And mm. also from like the, the young, the way that he reacts to Thomas Wayne his perception of that changes when he does or does not believe that he's his father. And I think it's not about an unreliable narrative. It's about, it's about how easily different factions, whether it's us as an audience or actors in the film, as in not the actors and actresses, but people that are applying action to a film, that actions to a film, that they, that, that is unreliable. Because it's like somebody said to me, every single person you know has a different idea of who you are in the in their head you are a different person to every single person and that is different to the way you see yourself and i think that was more what joker was trying to do so while i do agree with you tim that trope i i saw joker as a very different film to i think a lot of people Lots yes to think about uh, there <laughs> yeah that's good thought about it a lot more than i have <laughs> <laughs> all right have you got anything else to say anybody i don't know did we touch did we rinse everything uh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much gone. I'm I'm yeah. I'm good, good gone, good gone. Just one Go other on. joke. Did you guys catch that Vin Diesel joke? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. What was it again? That was, what was it? That, I thought the was cat's audition. Yeah, yeah, that was cat's dark. audition. And he yeah. said, "True story." He goes <laughs> that, which, and then he kind of looks directly into the eye of the audience and goes, "Which actually yeah. exists." <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was funny that made oh, me did, laugh. did you see he begged the rock on instagram to come back to fast fast 10 he oh, begged no. him this really saccharine sweet you know we've got to get we've got to get this done for the fans please come back this isn't going to be the finale without the rock we need you i love you man please come back you, you know my my kids love you my wife Loves oh, you. They always much. they always look forward to 
to Uncle Uncle Dwayne sending them gifts and speaking no, to them on the phone every no. th- Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every birthday. You're there for my kids. I'm there for your kids. We need you back to finish. What they've done is they've realised that the last film was fucking shit and they've gone, Vin, you big bald egg in a vest, get him back or this is not yeah. going to be the end to this fucking IP that we all need. Beg. The thing is, he's right. Beg. They do need him. They do need him. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. They 100% yeah. do. Do you they think do. there's any amount of money in the world where The Rock... If if I'm The Rock, I go, no. My legacy is the fact that part, Fast 10 in parts 1 and 2 tanks without me. That's my legacy. Yeah, Not me yeah. coming back and making it a success. I could, I could see it going either way. I could see it going that way. And I could also see him like going back and saying, I fucking told you. You know? Exactly. He, he yeah. would do that in his character. But I'm thinking... Hashtag scheduling conflict. Yeah. 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 Every single movie. It's it's crazy. Shall we do a quick whip through what we've been reading then, or should we just call it a day? Because I have read very little. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I've not read or watched anything of any note this week. I haven't. I haven't. What have you been up to then, Brian? Delving into the omnis, and because I've just recovered from cold part two. Yeah. Um, I had a, a number of, well, I say a number, just a couple of, because um, any more than that, I'm getting kicked out of the room by the minute. It's like, take this shit out and get out of the room. Um, I've got Saga Omni and Not Far nice. Sector Omni next to me. I just have to alternate between the two of them every night because they're so fucking good. I went back and I was like, you know what? I really want to know what's going on with the death of Doctor Strange. So I picked those up and I jumped into the brand new Venom one, which is Al Ewing and the fucking uh, Brian Hitch, the Don who's Brian Hitch. Now, Brian Hitch, he's fucking, he can do shit. He can, he can fill a page just like that panel behind Matt. He can fill every sit and he's good at multiple characters and stuff. But unless stuff's popping up, it's pretty, it just seems a bit pedestrian. And this issue, this first issue, I can feel Al Ewing wanting to really start ripping guts out and shit, but I'm like two thirds in and it's 46 pages. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? It's not shit, Mm -hmm. but because I haven't got any vested interest because I still haven't finished The King in Black and whatever spins out of that, there's a whole (laughs) load of stuff. So Venom now is like a fucking, virtually like a god. Because I haven't vested in any of how we got to this point, a lot of it is... Whereas with Hulk, you know what happened to him, and you can be like, oh, shit, so he's dead, but he's not dead, and he's... With this, I don't know what's going on yet, so we'll see. Mm. That's me. What have you been up to, Tim? I haven't I haven't read really been reading anything the last couple of weeks, but... Um, one thing I would recommend... I don't know, do you guys like Wes Anderson movies? He, are you yeah, like, I love them. What yeah, are you talking I about? Yeah. So I saw the French Dispatch um, this past week, and I I really loved like I think Bottle Rocket was his first movie. I, I think I saw that after the fact. The first one I actually saw in the theater was Rushmore, and I think it's still like the high point because it's got like the Wes Anderson aesthetic, but it it has a lot of heart to it. Like there's there's like a characterization and emotional like depth to that movie. And I think each subsequent movie of his become more an exercise in just aesthetics and less in characterization and sort of like, yeah, but I mean, this one I think is a return to form, if you will. I mean, it's unmistakably Wes Anderson, but it does have like a depth of sadness to it. That was, I thought quite beautiful. I, I thought it was great. I kind of got tired out on it because I, I, I for a long time felt that it was just like an exercise in like style. But this one actually has something more to it. So I would I would recommend it if anyone is What's thinking about seeing again? it. It's called The French Dispatch. I thought really good. I have actually watched a couple of things. I've watched a couple of things that I'll recommend briefly. Uh, Netflix has been on a good run with Army of Thieves, with mm. Red Notice. Uh, I watched something called Kate. It's with Mary Elizabeth yep. Winstead, uh, Woody Harrelson. It's an action assassin film whereby the main character in the film discovers 
she only has a day left to live. And it's a case of trying to work out what's happened to her and why she's dying and who's responsible within the 24 hours. It just fills that little John Wick gap in your life. The time pressure, you're rooting for somebody to, to win, but the end of the line is just that they lose. And yeah. you just sort of buy into it and accept it. But it's if she can right the wrongs, both professionally as an assassin, and can she show any like reconciliation or, or like personal growth in that 24 hours to sort of balance what she's been and what she's done. Really, really good for Really, really good film. Uh, the other two things that I watched on Thursday, I rewatched V for Vendetta and Watchmen. Uh, two hours. Yeah, Wars. that's on. I want to see V again. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing a third film. I was going to do like a three in a row. What's another one of his big, big titles that's been converted into a film? Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Hell from Hell. Oh, from Hell. Oh, All that's right. good. Yeah. Yeah, with the, but the thing is, I've not read it, and I was a little bit like, oh, I don't want to watch it before I've read it. And then, to be honest, I was exhausted after three and a half hours of extended Watchmen and also V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta's really good. It holds up. Huh. And since we've read read it from start to finish, mm. to compress that into an hour and a half, two hours, I think it's, it's a true reflection of the comic. And it, I think it does as good a job as you possibly... I don't know if I'd put it in my top 10 adaptations of, of all time, but I definitely have to mention it in the in the conversation before I did not include it in the sort of top 10 or top 20 or whatever it is. Loosely in my top 20, but it might be 21st or 23rd or whatever it is. But sure. I, I really enjoyed re-watching it. Uh, Watchmen, I, I actually remembered it more fondly having rewatched it i i think at the time because we were what we were in the midst of it's 10 years old isn't it so we would be looking at like 20 2010 2011 i think there's been so much water under the bridge that how gruesome and uncompromising it was as a story as as the source material was that it feels as impacting but it doesn't feel as necessary as it was 10 years ago because we've had great films without that and we've had great films with that um mm-hmm. but i guess that was the whole point of one of the points of watchmen in the first instance but yeah and also i want to mention this every day until i'm tired of it on every <laughs> podcast june is possibly the greatest film that's ever been made and everybody should go and watch it multiple times and i'm going to say right. that every podcast right wow yeah. have you that's seen it yet praise. tim I have not seen it yet. It's nah. fucking incredible. I, I most of the Eternals podcast, which is going to get uploaded today. Well, not when this one's uploaded. When you're listening to it, it will have been a week ago. But mm-hmm. we're kind of like back in time from when you'll be hearing this. So don't get yeah. confused, people. I'm not going to do a double upload today if you're listening <laughs> to the next podcast. It's a very complicated timeline. Don't worry about it. We're doing reshoots and re-script rewrites. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up like most a lot of Eternals was comparing it to to June it is there was honestly there's a part of it where I just sat there and I thought it crossed my mind like is this the best film that has ever been made like I had that thought actually crossed my mind I was like is this actually the best film that's ever been made you need to think about that after the film get back to the film but afterwards (laughs) come back to this thought and then then dissect oh it just it's just so good. And I'll be saying that every podcast until I die or until I get bored okay. saying it. So are we all done then? Yeah. We are D-U-N. E, great film. <laughs> Yo, peace out. Until next time, you've been fantastic. <laughs> Goodbye, people. Nice to see you. And if you haven't... Followed us, subscribed, liked, or commented, and you made it to the end of this. Then what are you playing at, guys? Come on, click, clickety click, click, click. Click. Have you done? Have you done it? Have you done it? I'm not finishing this podcast until till I feel like you followed us. It's only your time you're wasting. Well, that only leaves me one thing to say. We have been, and this is the end. Uh, thanks guys that was good man nice one